0: Welcome to the Homegrown Podcast, a place where we share the truth about food and farming from our kitchen to yours. I'm your host, Liz Hazemeyer, along with my husband, Joey. Good morning. Together, we hope to educate, inspire, and equip you in your pursuit of true nourishment. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about something that has been kind of on Joey's heart a little bit, but also mine. And it's a problem that we see in the homegrown community at large. We want to flush it out a bit. It is this misalignment in families around our real food choices, and even broader, maybe our lifestyle choices. So something I hear a lot in my DMs and conversations with all of you is, hey, I'm on this journey, but I'm I'm experiencing resistance from either my children, obviously, or even more difficult sometimes is my spouse. Mm. And so Joey has a really unique lens. I'm excited for him to share about what kind of motivates him in terms of, fitness and wellness and food choices and how you justify spending so much money on food and, Mm. and what your thought processes are, because we know that a house divided on food is really stressful and challenging. And it's a real, I would say it's a reoccurring issue Mm. and, and it, it takes practice and time to work through that it is not like a quick fix problem. It's not like, Oh, we don't align on this. Let's watch a quick documentary and then we're both going to be good.
1: I think I would say it's definitely a problem, but with that problem, it's a major opportunity. mm -hmm. It's something that we get to dig and sink our teeth into for the purpose of helping families be stronger in this kind of journey, this mission. And having that alignment is critical. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, th- I can think back to some times, which I think of what we'll get to when you and I are talking on this, where we were definitely in somewhat different places. Mm-hmm. I was—I—I I don't think, though, where I, I'll have less ability to speak to. I was never resistant. I was never telling you, hey, you cannot do this kind of stuff. And I know that stuff's happening. And one thing I would say to the listeners today is that expect more things around this I can't think of an expert per se that I can bring on the show. I've got some ideas kind of in the works of what we can do to help get into the heads of the people that are making these sorts of decisions that are in these relationships that are maybe more resistant and better understand them. Because with it being an opportunity, the worst thing to do is to say, hey, these people are, you know, dumb or they're not important or we're not recognizing the validity of their feelings, etc. And I think the researcher side of me is saying, let's talk to them, let's figure out what's going on, and what can we do, what can you do, if you're listening to this and you're f- dealing with this issue, to be inclusive, to sacrifice where you need to sacrifice, to be less abrasive, if that's what it takes. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, what what? Uh, let's, let's kick this thing off. What are some of the first things that come to your mind that around this opportunity that you wanna talk about?
0: Well, I I think it would be interesting. First, I'm just gonna do a real quick overview. I I feel like there's three segments of this misalignment that can happen, that can feel really painful. And today we're gonna narrow in specifically on the spouse that is misaligned Mm -hmm. because I wanna kinda understand better where you're coming from Mm -hmm. because I think you have a unique perspective Um, in terms of male, I'm generalizing here, but in terms of like the male understanding of the importance of food and teaching that to your kids, you are, um, I would say above average, right? Like you, you've, you've been in the game, you understand it. You're like telling your buddies about raw milk. Like that's not normal. Mm -hmm. Okay. But there's other segment segments too, which I think maybe we can address in a later podcast. And one of those is when your kids um, aren't in alignment, obviously, with your food choices and there's some like weirdness there and they don't want to eat. And I would say, you know, if that's something that's really uh, a spot that's triggering you right now, we have great episodes. We had um, Christine on of Feeding the Littles, mm-hmm. right? N- or Nourishing the Littles. Um, nourishing Littles, I believe is her name. but. I'll link those in the show notes. And then the other kind of segment, the category is what happens when your extended family is not on board with your food choices. Mm -hmm. And actually, we covered a decent amount of that on the episode where we interviewed my mom. Mm -hmm. Because my food choices, I would say for the first four years, four to five years, drove a big wedge in my family. Not only was I walking into every single um family gathering with kind of like a chip on my shoulder because I was like, no one understands, they don't care. They all eat like crap. And then they complain about these symptoms and why is their head in the sand? Mm-hmm. And I was being really prideful, if I'm honest. And I also didn't approach it in a, hey, let's be loving and gentle. I was like, I'm going to be a fire hose of information for you. And you didn't ask for it. Totally. And that wasn't okay. And so we, we hashed through kind of that transition with my parents who, if you've listen to the show at all, you know are very much on the real food game now. Mm -hmm. Right. So those two categories are other areas where misalignment happens that as a mom or a wife it is really painful when you're walking into that. But today's all about the spouse. Mm -hmm. And a lot of what we're gonna be saying is probably generalizing. But I think a lot of it is anecdotal things that we've
1: heard well i think what we won't do is generalize yeah what we ho- what we've heard it's it's these right. are these are examples that we're going to bring up that we've seen happen yeah not and hypothetical and then using that as a a sample set to say there's this is happening out there and because we've seen it so frequently we have so many people reaching out to us saying the same thing the assumption is is that it's happening even more than that because you know we're not talking to everyone and so using these examples this this data set if you will of you can call it generalization if you like, but it's it's really happening. So somewhere out there, there are husbands and fathers that are, I mean, I'm going to say it as like completely removed and it feels and it seems to be intentional as if they're choosing not to, mm-hmm. as if it's not a priority in their life. Mm-hmm. And I, that's, that's I guess that's, that's the way that I would, I would kind of the blanket statement I would give that.
0: So what do you see your involvement in our family as it relates to nourishment, feeding yourself and our children and your overall physical wellness?
1: In the brief time that I've thought about this, which I guess is not that brief because I think about it a lot, is I... Hmm. want to make sure I say this right. I don't see myself as the operator or the main caretaker of the household. Okay. I don't see myself as the, I am number one on the stack when it comes to making decisions for our kids and for ourselves in the house. I say that because I'm not here as much. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I think a lot of men could likely also identify that they are not that way. Now there's working moms out there. So if, if there's a dad or a husband out there that's listening to this that is a stay-at-home dad or husband and you are making these decisions and your spouse your wife is coming home and more removed it's probably flip-flops but either way whoever's staying home taking care of the kids in the household is got the best pulse on what's going on mm-hmm. and therefore i think naturally can make the best decisions
0: do you feel like you do you feel like that's a controversial statement i feel like you're being very careful with your words
1: i just you know, I want I want to be inclusive because I want to help. Okay. And so, if, if what I was going to say could potentially offend somebody in some capacity, sure. this is also just I work a lot in the professional world where I have to speak this way. I guess. Yeah, I was um, going
0: to say you're being very very kind, but that's that's great. Anyways,
1: Continue. Um, I'll be less kind when we start talking about <laughs> dudes and fathers because I feel like you know I, I get I get to kind of take my punches there. You know, anyways, the my role specifically is it feels like an overarching leadership i'm looking I'm watching our family from a ten thousand foot view yeah I interject and my interjections into our family's trajectory are most effective if they're happening infrequently but very strategically. An example of this would be that. I can look at our life on a regular basis I'm, I'm constantly surveying I'm not making I'm making very little like small decisions on a daily basis but I might recognize that you know what we need time away from the current rhythms that we're dealing with and this is where dad comes in and blows up the rhythms and mom typically goes oh that's just dad and it's like well sometimes those are strategically intentional decisions that we make that bring our family together in a way that we see is needed now sometimes it's not and sometimes dads just want to do what they want and i, I you know no no that's not the same thing but what I, what i often do is, is recognize that you know what it's probably time that i take the girls out give elizabeth some space from the kids and take the kids away so they can spend some specific like you know real personal time with me and i'll do that i'll say hey, you know what babe i'm gonna take the i'm gonna take the girls out to a movie or I'm gonna take them over to my parents' house, or I'm gonna take him to a park, or um, why don't you go out hang out with your mom? I'll, I will suggest and say these things, not because you know I just decided in that moment, eh, it might be nice, but I'm oftentimes surveying what's going on and making decisions. Now, that's a great example of how I also view our health. Okay? Seeing the progress of ourselves, how we're doing, and our kids. I hope and plan and currently make very little day-to-day decisions. I'm not grocery shopping, rarely. I am not um, taking our kids to any kind of doctor appointments or physical therapy, but no chiropractor. I'm not doing that. I'm not here for that. I'm not doing that. I hear about it. You, you kind of let me know what's going on. And I essentially am just there to be your cheerleader and say, wow, you're doing an amazing job. You know what can I do for you tonight? Hey, if you're taking the girls out, you're running out over all over the place tonight, can I make dinner? Right? There's ways that I can kind of support you to continue making great decisions and honor you for being so passionate about taking care of our family. But there's but every now and then, not that you start to slip, but you're in the weeds. Mm -hmm. You're in the weeds. You're in the like that's that's a culinary term, right? You're in the weeds. All you see is just the food that's on the grill in front of you and you're just trying to keep things moving and then, you get, and then you look up at the screen to see how many more orders you have left to cook and it's like, I'm just in the weeds. I, I don't know where I am and I don't know how I'm going to get out but, but, but the best thing to do is just to keep cooking. Right? <laughs> just keep cooking food. When you get in the weeds which is not frequent but it happens that's where I can really be helpful. And sometimes when you're in the weeds or you're in a state of just chaos, you don't know what's going on and kids are crazy and, and, um, man, that's a great opportunity for me to help make a decision around things like food and wellness and bedtimes. And, and oftentimes that looks like me spending some time with you talking about those things intentionally. And as long as you can receive it well, right? Cause it's, a, this is a, this is a teamwork sort of thing here, this parenting game, mm-hmm then we can move forward and make decisions for our kids that are best suited for them. And so oftentimes it's like, wow, Joey is just so, man, he's just a great dad. When in reality, it's like, Joey doesn't have to do much on a regular basis because, you know, Elizabeth's killing the game. And I'm able to lean into my strength of looking towards the future, seeing what we could do now that would really help, you know, five years from now. And you're really good at your strength of just nurturing, taking care of people, researching, understanding what's best uh, day in, day out, reps, reps, reps. And it's those two strengths together that help us really, I think, have a successful family for the most part. That being said, where's my role? You know what? That's it. That's my role. My role with health and... Is that that what was the question that I'm answering in a very, very long format? No, it's great. My role is to support the decisions that you are making. And if I was the one that was staying home, I guess, I think it might be different. Right, so I'm I'm kind of challenging the stay-at-home individual. If you're, if no one stays home and both people are working, um, you have a different dynamic. And and I want to help those folks as well. I just don't know how to because I haven't done it. Mm -hmm. And so I think we need to talk to some more people that have had these experiences. How do they make it work? So I'm so excited for our real food journey discussions. We've got we've been watching those videos by the way that y'all submitted.
0: Mm, They're so good.
1: Oh my gosh, it's like. We can only digest so many at a time because there's, it's just so, so much information, so much emotion, so much going on that we watch, you know, 10 or 15 and then we have to take a break Mm -hmm. and watch another 10 or 15. And so I promise everybody out there that's wondering when are we going to make, you know, kind of get some people in here for some interviews. It's coming. Anyways, that's my, that's my role. My role is I am, I go to work. I am the primary financial provider for our family. That's a major role of mine, but also leadership. Leadership is looking at the overall picture and moving us in a direction that is based on some guiding principles or a vision that you and your wife or you and your spouse have crafted together. Mm-hmm. If you haven't done that, well, it's kind of hard to make those decisions. Mm-hmm. Well, we we know because we've talked about it specifically and planned it out that we want to have exceedingly just extra over-the-top, capable kids. And what does that mean? Well, we want to have really capable children. Well, this means that we want them to have, you know, self-control. This means that we want them to have the ability to understand what they're eating and feed themselves and take care of their siblings. And this means that we want them to be nourished. This means that we want them to get through sickness and illness without as much intervention as possible so that their immune system can grow stronger and stronger. This means that if they don't know how to swim, we're going to put the money down to get them swim lessons. Mm -hmm. Ruthie doesn't know how to ride a bike. Let's figure it out. Part of her being capable is that she can have fun. Yeah. And have fun. That's not just watching television or, you know, looking at a screen in some capacity. Mm -hmm. We're, We're very tough on screens in this house. And I look back on my childhood and I, think that I turned out okay. And I watched way more TV and did way more video games, way more, just so much screen time. And we're pretty hard on that. And it's not because we, you know, are anti, but because we think that there's so many ways we can invest in our kids. that's more powerful than giving them what I'm going to call just like burning time, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, watching their sisters when we have a podcast to record or we're filming something for YouTube or we have a meeting or we have a phone call that we have to jump on and saying, hey, you know, no TV, just watch your sisters. And Sophie, we got groceries showing up. Can you put the groceries away? And Ruthie you need to clean this and Ray you need to pick up these toys. Teaching kids how to be capable. So having that vision, something that you and I have talked about, we want our kids to be capable. I know that if I start to sense that our kids are falling behind in some of these, you know, categories, if you will, subjects, one of those, not really subjects, but like, the way they're developing, then we can apply emphasis to that area to correct it. Mm-hmm. So my role, watch the vision, take a 10,000 foot picture on a regular basis, assess the situation. How can we improve? Now, uh, I'm going to I'm gonna set myself up for my next question here. And that's like the, what about when we have to trade roles every now and then? Because I think this happens. Sometimes it's... And, and, for for all you listening out there, is Joey just going to ramble on and on? Well, kind of, because I think this is the, the challenge that we're dealing with. I wanted to, for this episode today, Elizabeth and I to sit down and talk through a challenge that we would have normally had this discussion over coffee, and then we would have tried to figure out how we're going to solve it, recorded content around it, YouTube around it, and then put it out for you all. And I felt like it would be valuable for the episode that we record to be this discussion mm-hmm. so that people can kind of resonate with where we're starting. So we switch roles. That can happen. This looks like you on a trip. You went to Montana. You are sick. You are, in some for some reason, I am now, for a brief period of time, the homemaker, the 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 caretaker of the household. Yep. I have to grocery shop. I have to cook. I have to clean. I have to take care of the kids, get them to bed. All things, mind you, I'm quite capable in. Now, here's something that I think Gives me an unfair advantage at being capable of this. Now I am, as Elizabeth can attest, very subpar her capabilities in this, purely because I don't do it as much as she does. But if it come down if it came down to like who can cook the better meal, I might be able to contest. But if it's taking care of the home, very different. She comes home, I try to clean as best I can. She walks in, smiles, says thank you, and spends forty five minutes getting the house properly clean.
0: You're a good cleaner.
1: I know. I'm just saying, there are things that I don't do that, are, and it's not because I don't care, but just it's it's um, it's I don't have these natural rhythms on a regular basis to knock out things that you prioritize. Mm-hmm. Okay, but I went to culinary school. I worked in kitchens. Cooking is natural for me. Understanding food, the importance of food, caring about food, these are things that have been ingrained into me for a long time. When I think about providing well for my family, having a servant heart, which I do, it's something I love to do. I love to serve people. I've always had that. I don't want to roll into the grocery store and find the most convenient options I can. I don't want to. And one reason is, is I want to serve you. I know that serving you is to do the best I can with what you have left me. So where you left off, I'm picking up. The best I can do, now, what I will say is it's also a little bit of pride. I have a little bit of pride. I want to be able to do as well as you can, if not better. I want you to show up from home, from from wherever you've been and been like, I'm so thankful <laughs> that Joey is so squared away. Now, does it ever happen the way? No. But I do try to do that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's not a competition, but maybe a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kidding. So when I go to the grocery store and I take the kids with me, you know, I... I am looking for the foods that you buy, Yeah, 100%. I am thinking through meals that are going to be nutrient-rich, nutrient-dense foods. I am thinking about breakfast from a, hey, let's not just go out and buy all the stuff that mom won't let us have sort of thing. I don't feel like you are depriving me of things. Mm. I don't feel that way. This is even touching on something else that, we, that, that I'm just thinking about that we can talk about um, later on. But I, when when the roles are switched, I think I have an unfair advantage because of my ability to cook. Potentially, when when I get into some discussions with people about this, some some husbands and fathers, people that I can talk to, I foresee hearing the words, "Well, I just don't know how to cook."
0: Right. Yeah. I don't know what to make.
1: I don't know what to make.
0: My kids won't eat anything.
1: Um. I don't have time for that. I get home from work. I don't have time to cook. Again, all very ridiculous excuses, in my opinion. But, the the, the validity of feeling not prepared, I can resonate with. Sure. Right? There There are things that I'm trying to empath- utilize, uh, scenarios I'm trying to utilize to empathize. Mm-hmm. Okay? With, with the, you know, lovable slacker, right? If... We had a child that had a... Man, what's a good example? Homeschooling. Okay. If it's not math, you know, if I don't have like a workbook I can walk the kids through and like instructions on how to do it. It's just not going to be something that I'm going to be able to jump into right away and pick up where you left off. Mm -hmm. Basically, if you leave for three or four days, homeschooling stops for those three or four days. Minus... I sit down with Ruthie with one of her reader books where I just correct the words she gets wrong when she reads sure. and help Sophie figure out math problems that are easy for me. Right? Mm-hmm. But if it came to, you know, what school work are they getting done today, unless you left me instructions and how to's and I'm not going to know how to do that. And that's where the example of the empathy comes in because food is very natural for me. Yeah, There is, there is no part of me that feels any pressure or stress having to cook a dinner. Mm-hmm. If anything, I might feel less stressed by cooking a meal than you do sometimes. Yeah, And you're home all day, mm-hmm. right? It's just, you've got a lot going on. There's, you know, you, you forgot to thaw the meat or whatever. And I show up and you're like, can you just please help me? And I roll in, I think to myself, I see, I look around. Just so everybody knows. I look around my house, kids are running, you know, Elizabeth's cleaning, she's making noise because she's kind of stress cleaning. If anybody knows what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> and I'm like, hmm. So I can be like, I can kind of get a win here by just mindlessly cooking food. For me, it's mindless. And I think to myself, heck yeah. If I just sit down, if I just throw down some food right now, I look like I'm just in the game getting it in this chaos. When in reality it's like <laughs> it's like being asked, hey, can you go paint that wall while I go rush around and take care of the house and you know, wrangle kids and clean up messes and wipe down cabinets and deal with you know potty training issues and I'm like, yep, I'll go paint that wall. What white? Yep. All right. Everything's the same color. Okay. Right. It feels like that to me because I have so much cooking experience. I can just jump into it. Mm-hmm. Now it is a little bit stressful if there's like no food and you're like, you know, I've got you know, eggplants.
0: Sometimes he says he feels like he's on an episode of chopped yeah. and it's like the most random ingredients. And I'm like, here, can you make a dinner?
1: Here's the leftover vegetables I didn't want to cook from the farm. It's like eggplants, okra and some like Literally. scallops that Literally. were fr- that were frozen. She's, uh. And she's like, and here's a, a can of tomato sauce. Can you just make something <laughs> just work?
0: Make a pasta. And
1: I'm like, um, hmm, Okay. Yeah. It well. ends up being great though. You know what? We figured out. Um, we call it the Hazemeyer chopped. We'll have to, <laughs> we'll have to do a YouTube video of hazemar chopped. That'd be hilarious. <laughs>
0: groceries that liz left joey at the end of the week to cook with what is he gonna make everybody okay so i I think the first answer to the first question was really important and i want to kind of jump back to that just for a moment because the idea of having one person and again we're talking about um two parent homes we're not talking about single parenthood because that's a whole different game but if we're going to talk about two parent homes where one person is taking the lead at home and one person is taking a 10,000 foot view Mm -hmm. basically that's how you summarized your support of our family's health and wellness and that I think alone is really important because there's this, sometimes this like urge or tendency to try to make everything 50-50, everything needs to be equal, if I'm cooking two meals a night you're cooking two meals a night, if I'm grocery shopping this week, you're going next week, oh I already went grocery Mm -hmm. shopping and I forgot this, you need to go to the store because I've already been and it's like If that serves you, great. But I rarely see cases where that's serving you. And if one parent knows, like, listen, I will be in the everyday, day-to-day, getting it, the grind, I can cover that. I am capable of doing that. And then letting the other person, as long as they're actually involved, maintain a 10,000-foot view. It's so helpful because I know that in, one, in moments where I need, like, respite or, like, relief... I have you. You're already warmed up on the sidelines, ready to come in the game. I can sub out. I don't have to like. Uh, I don't have to argue with you. Or you're already tapped out because I've asked you to take fifty percent of the mm. load. That's not the case. You're ready to come in, mm-hmm. and then also I know that hey, we're not just going to be driving our family in circles because no one is paying attention to the map. Totally. No one's looking at the direction that we're going. So I, I think that goes beyond food, but just like squashing this thing that <laughs> says oh if spouses need to be fifty fifty and how much work I put in the home you need to put in the home. That doesn't work if you're not both equally working outside the home or equally working inside the home.
1: Let's let's look at every example of teamwork in any competitive atmosphere outside of a marital relationship. There is no such thing as that I'm aware of this 50-50 thing where we both do the same thing. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Not relying on the strengths of one person and getting that person into a comfort zone where they can be into a rhythm and perf- play their game. Yeah. The examples I'm going to bring up would be like football. Yeah. Okay, for the masses out there. I don't know a lot about football, but I know enough <laughs> to know that you don't want the quarterback to also be your punter. Yeah. You don't want the wide receiver to be your linebacker. hmm Why? Because the sheer physical training that your body needs to go through to be an excellent like linebacker to 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 get through the offensive line to get to the quarterback to make the sack or to jump or to th- those attributes are so different from a wide receiver now can the can the linebacker catch a ball i hope so i mean i think right can the wide receiver make a tackle yeah like there's some rounding that needs to go on but the amount of times you need to be calling on that, that wide receiver to make a tackle and the amount of times you need to be calling on that linebacker to, to make a catch need to be very minimal. Mm-hmm. And that's how a team's gonna perform best. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're looking at here. Now, what I'm not saying for anyone out there that's gonna use this clip and take it to their wife and say, Well, see, I shouldn't be doing anything. What I'm not saying is is that, man, if you're not pulling your load for your role, <laughs> um, Sometimes being the leader the seeing 10,000 foot view means that your wife needs a break. A break. We're not going in the right direction because my star player is wiped. Mm -hmm. Okay? Lionel Messi came over to the MLS. He can't play every single day. Hey, we want to win. Let's get Messi in. He can't play every single day. He's human. Mm -hmm. He's going to need a break eventually. If they keep up a super high game tempo... He's gonna have to have a day where he doesn't start.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: We've already seen it against the uh, was it the Red Bulls. Anyways, um, you can have a star player that needs a rest. That is part of the vision, okay, gang. So don't do not take that clip out of context and say, "See, I, I shouldn't be doing any cooking. I shouldn't be doing." it. You know what? If your if your wife hasn't had a break from having to make dinner in weeks, months, years, <laughs> it's probably about that time. Mm-hmm. You know, sharpen that knife up, big boy. <laughs> Time to get some dinner going. You know what I'm saying?
0: Here's here's the last piece about this equal mentality. I think when it, if you boil it down to what people actually want, they want both roles to be equally valued. Women in the home want to feel like their role as a caretaker is valued because society doesn't put a monetary value on it. Totally. And so they want to know, hey, what th- what I'm doing every day that is so monotonous, <laughs> like so emotionally taxing, it's not maybe physically taxing on me all the time, but if I'm not sleeping, it definitely is. I want to know that's valued. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, society, the easiest way to, s- to see value in work is by attaching a monetary value. So when we say... You don't need to be 50-50 in the home. Your work doesn't need to be 50-50 in the home because that, like we just explained, doesn't necessarily make sense if one person works outside the home. Mm -hmm. But your value can absolutely be equal. Um, Or there there might be stages where your value... Fluctuates, but you're always respected and loved as the spouse taking on that extra burden. Mm-hmm. There might be times where I can think of times during COVID where yes, I was holding down the fort. We had a young baby, and I was working. But you were absolutely taking on more of a burden, trying to keep a company alive in the middle of COVID, mm-hmm. and I, you carried more of a burden than I did. And I value your sacrifice in that moment. Mm-hmm. And I'm not threatened by that. I'm not going to be like, yeah, well, I still had to get up in the middle of the night with the baby. Doesn't matter. I was happily doing that. I'll happily do that again yeah. if you are ever like in that situation. So this whole like, we were just talking about this too. Like why are men and women in marital relationships so freaking competitive? I don't know. It, it, I think it just starts with like saying, Hey, I, re- I respect you and love you. And I know what you're doing is really hard and not always understood. And I'm here for you. Mm-hmm. Does not translate to, Hey, I'm in grocery shopping. You go grocery shopping. Totally. I cook a dinner. You cook a dinner. I read with a kid. You read with the kid. Yeah. I'm
1: very anti the 50, 50. Now, the even okay, and I'm gonna make a little bit of a more controversial. Even the we both work, I still believe if you have natural strengths in cooking or cleaning or right, if you and I and when you, and when you and I both worked, I did way more cooking than you,
2: mm-hmm.
1: not because you know, like we had any discussion. It's just. Quite frankly, I have cooked and have more experience cooking than you do.
0: Yeah, you can get it done faster and easier than I can. So
1: when we were both working, when we were first married and we lived in an apartment, we would roll home. It was, it was, we both have equal amounts of time restrictions. And what's going to be the most efficient, effective way to get this food done?
0: You actually had more time restrictions because you were working in college and playing college soccer. But regardless, it
1: was, I had this, it was going to be more effective for us and efficient for me to knock out dinner. That's true. And now that... That it was only a small period of time. So Elizabeth has definitely taken the primary burden of feeding our family. But there was a moment where that was just like, that was the case. That was how it was. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, lean
0: into your strengths. That's a a really good caveat because there might be some people that are like, listen, I love supporting my wife by changing every single diaper when I'm home. Yo, if that's you, do it. Do it. Yeah. But for me, I was like, I don't give a crap about changing a diaper. It is literally the easiest thing in the world. I would never walk to you and be like, can you handle it? Because it didn't bother me. But there might be other things that bother you or that you have a strength in and lean into. Focus on that. Um, The next point you were making was when you are switching roles, um, you started to talk about this idea that you're not just going to say I go away for a weekend. It's not like, all right, kids, get in the car. We're going to go hit up the grocery store. We're going to get everything that mommy doesn't let us buy. Mm -hmm. Right. I see that a lot. Now, here and there, there are some things where it's like, oh, we got to get this new product and maybe I wouldn't have made the same selection, but that's fine. I don't expect you to do exactly what I do. Mm -hmm. So that's the number one thing is like from a female perspective, not expecting your husband to do it exactly the way you would saying he will do things differently is fine to leave some margin of difference. it's like the other night when I came home from my like workout and the kitchen was a mess and I was like wow I wouldn't have handled that the same way but I was a little snippy but you know saying to yourself yeah that's a little different than how I would have done it but that's okay talk to me about why you don't feel the need to go on the other extreme when I'm gone of hey let's get the cereal let's get the bars let's get this and this and this let's order out let's do this like
1: well, I talked about already these, this idea that, you know, I, I feel equipped, okay? I feel equipped to be able to do things the right way or the way that we, the right way for us, the way that you and I have structured our family's future. I, I'm equipped to do it. And I, I think that might be a barrier that, that men and or husbands or working moms experience. Mm-hmm. However, there's also this idea of, and I mentioned it, but like depravity, like, man, these, I'm so, so happy to get away from this, all this diet bull crap that, that, you know, moms been putting on us. And that's just, that's just not what I feel. And that's a harder one for me to, to kind of flesh out because that, that to me would speak to the alignment that your team has right? Your 10,000 foot view is different than hers. You're both playing 50, 50 ones. uh, One's leading from above some of the time. So is the other person. And you're both playing, you know, the field. Some of the time you're both kind of calling plays. You're both kind of, you know, you're both the quarterback and the wide receiver. And, and, and it's just the effectiveness of your team is not where it could be. So that's the first thing I'll say. If you're feeling deprived as a man from the food that you want to be eating. Okay. That's a conversation you need to have Mm
2: -hmm.
1: about where are we going with this? What is the purpose of all this work that we're doing? What is the purpose of the sacrifice? I feel like I'm making by not having the Cheetos, right? Not having the donuts, not having the lucky charms for breakfast. What is the sacrifice I'm experiencing by not being able to have the convenience of popping an Eggo into the, into the toaster, Mm -hmm. right? Because if you can be- come to an alignment on that, well, one, if you just love waffles, figure it out. Make awesome waffles after you've had a nice breakfast that set you se- yourself up and your family up to not have ridiculous glucose spikes. I'm not anti-waffle. I'm pro-waffle very much. Made pancakes today. I'm pro-pancake. Mm-hmm. I, am, I am anti the wife goes out of town. And so I go fill my grocery cart up with with just straight trash, because I have this like exciting freedom. It just it feels wrong to me. Mm-hmm. It feels like I am either incapable of taking care of myself with food because I've I've neglected the my education in that space, or two. Um, this is an ongoing tension in our family. I'm not on board. And when you leave, you know, shouldn't have left. Because you left, I'm doing this. It's almost like a, a jab. And both of those reasons are very solvable. One is a conversation, an alignment, coming to some conclusions. Maybe there's some sacrifices that you need to make. Totally. You're, you're, you're cutting stuff out too quickly. Uh-huh. I'm not there. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are some comforts that we have as a family that I, it is bothering me and knowing that we're going in one direction that we we want to do this is great but just saying that we're going to start from 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 like cold turkey might not be the best bet i don't know um i don't have huge sympathy for people that with that because i'm like hey if you're gonna do this you come to an alignment you come to an agreement just do it
0: you're also an all-in person i know i know and i i actually think that that could be a really big point for people because i think when women start to make decisions out of fear of i'm feeding my family the wrong foods especially when you bring in all of these other influences then they might panic and think oh my gosh i need to throw everything away you have to know whether or not that's going to work for your family it might work for your family (laughs) But, for other people, they might need some time to adjust, especially your kids need time to adjust to the homemade versions of your food or maybe the organic version of your food, and your spouse needs time too and you as the as the main purchasing uh like responsible person, need to accommodate your spouse's and your children's tastes and preferences and that oftentimes requires more work on you Mm -hmm. because it means hey uh i really don't like that packaged food but is there something i can make at home that's equivalent i need to go do the research and look at that is there a way that i can activate one of my children around that Uh, gosh we've done that with like every single baked good sophie we love xyz figure out how to make it totally that's like amazing she, she goes you know, so I think that is a real point while you don't feel that tension because you're like, sure, I want to be as healthy as possible there. If I would have taken away the Flamin' Hot Cheetos eight years ago, you'd have been like, what the heck are you doing? I
1: totally, the, or I just would have gone and bought them myself. The, the other thing that I would say is, so there's, there's a, I don't feel deprived because we have alignment on what we're doing as a family. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like I get to, I'm deprived of the opportunity to give my kids fun food. I do give them fun things. It's just different fun things. And they've adapted to that. Kids, they don't need the junk yeah. to have a good childhood. They straight up don't. Yeah. Secondly, I, I'm equipped. The third thing I would say is, I have found internal motivation, and that's that I don't desire comfort and you know, convenience. I desire performance. I think about the food that I might eat. And I'm a believer in how feeling your body affects your performance as a human, as a leader, as a father, as a a runner, as a whatever, right? These things are impacted by what you eat straight up. Like if you eat a ton of junk food, you're going to perform less in these areas. I won't be able to lead my companies as well based on what I eat. Mm -hmm. I won't have the energy. I'm going to feel sick to my stomach. I might have to take more days off. Running is fun for me. I want to do well. I'm competitive. I want to do the best I can. I ran this morning, with two hours of sleep.
0: Yeah, it was rough.
1: I woke up. We I went to bed at like one. I probably got to bed by one thirty, two o'clock.
0: Is that how late we were up?
1: Yeah, and I woke up at like four.
0: Uh, by the way, not just up like Netflix binging, like with kid this, a delusional child.
1: screaming, don't know why. Anyways,
0: she's just not feeling well.
1: But, um. I, you know, I was like, I would rather get this run in so I can show up with all the all the guys, bring them coffee, crank out a run, come home, get some rest if I need it.
0: Yeah, that's which what you did. did. You came that's, home and you went back to bed. That's what I did. Which I think was wise.
1: I went to back to bed because I knew I had other things to perform in, right? Yeah. And um, this being one of them. Mm-hmm. As I, I wanted to record a podcast, have a sound mind and, and be able to communicate in an articulate way. So I want to perform and I want to perform well. So I think about the food that I'm eating. Hey, is it, how's this alcohol that I'm going to have to drink right now going to affect me? Yeah, Is it, is it going to be so enjoyable, just so enjoyable to drink this beer or this bourbon or this mixed drink? Is it going to be so unbelievably enjoyable that the thing that I love doing tomorrow being impacted by it is worth it? These are the conversations I have in my head. So I know that I'm not like everybody. But I think about that. I think about, hey, tomorrow I want to love my wife in an amazing way. I want to take care of my family. I want to be a protector of my kids. I want to show up to my office as an example of um, positivity and joyfulness and hard work and putting in extra effort. Am I going to be able to do that well if I if I eat these chips and eat that cake or eat these donuts or go for that cereal or or, you know drink that soda. Like it's like, I think to myself in those moments, no, I won't be able to, I won't be able to show up to the run with two hours of sleep and beat everyone. That's what I want to do. I know it sounds ridiculous, but that's what I want to do. I want to, I want to be able to show up and be the best always. And if I can't do it, then what's standing in my way? Well, sometimes it's training. Are you training enough? Are you having the conversations with your wife to, to understand what her needs are? Are you, surveying the situation of where your kids are and what they're performing well in and what they're maybe lacking in Are you training? Are you going on those long runs? Are you doing those pace runs? Are you waking up early to make sure you get your run in since you know you have things going on the rest of the day? These are the thoughts that get to my head on a regular basis and so anyways, I um, I have that motive that motivation of performance where i'm like dude eating this food is not worth it
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, you're a very internally motivated person I would say I'm less of that. I would say I'm more externally motivated by other things. Mm. I, I I, don't wake up every day feeling like I want to be the best at every single thing. I wake up every day thinking like I want to do a good job and not disappoint myself and, and my loved ones. But I don't have the same like fire that you do.
1: Anyways, as we get close to, to wrapping up this episode, that is that is only the start. We're scratching the surface of this of this opportunity, this challenge, this new initiative this push to getting the whole family involved are there any other questions that you have
0: so my last question is how do you view your role and your um perception of food and wellness affecting your children because i think if i can get into people's heads i think they just heard you say you are incredibly diligent with your food and activity, and raising daughters. They might be like, "Whoa, Dad's a psycho!" and I can't eat a bag of chips, otherwise I won't get an A on my test tomorrow. And then they're gonna spiral. and And, and just to be incredibly clear, coming from a background of someone who did have an eating disorder, I that's something that is always on my mind right so how are you cultivating healthy relationships with food knowing that you're a personally really driven person Mm -hmm. but you still have three daughters to communicate their values with food and and fitness and how do you plan on um, communicating that to them
1: i'm very careful to not you know suck the joy out of everything okay because i find joy in things that other people don't I recognize that yeah, that's very okay. true. I recognize that I've, it's not I'm not, you know, ignorant to that. But I also want to be an example of not supreme health to my kids. I want to be an example of what you can achieve with self self-discipline and that not that our kids need to be doing the things that I'm doing from like a fitness and health perspective. If our kids grow up and don't run or don't play soccer or don't wrestle or don't, um, play like like what I don't have a college scholarship. Right. I'm not stressed about that. If our kids grow up and say the words to us, I just don't really know how to take care of myself. I will have made a mistake. If our kids grow up and they don't have the ability to put their head down and get something done, through hard times, through challenging times, because they don't have any grit, they haven't attained any grit, they haven't seen it modeled, they haven't experienced hard things and pushed, then I've made a mistake. So it's less about modeling eating and and fitness behavior and more of modeling discipline and how that can help you. Because that's something that I, I look back on my life and what was modeled for me was, was exactly that. My dad, when he was running from you know place to place you know growing businesses it it was all discipline it wasn't my dad just had this natural gift of being excellent he was diving into companies he didn't know much about and then he would buy books and just read he would listen to audiobooks on his on his way in he would have meetings and and learn and and take take challenges on the chin make mistakes learn from them talk to somebody repeat you can, you can put your head down with discipline and take small steps to get better and or be effective in just about anything. You want to improve your health, you can do it. Mm-hmm. You, can, you can reach out to Kelsey and get on her fitness plan. Mm-hmm. You could do a fitness plan on your own. I've never been one to have to sign up for a gym. I just don't have to sign up for a gym because I've figured out how to use my own discipline to do it myself. Yeah. You can, you, you, you want to make more money, you can do that. It's going to take sacrificing something, time, convenience, comfort, something. You're going to, have to sacrifice something. Hey, I like my weekends. Well, you could sacrifice those and make more money. You could theoretically, right? We like having a state, you know, one person stay at home, one person not. But if we want to make more money, that person could potentially work. Potentially, I know that everyone's got their own specific, but everyone also has their own specific comforts they could give up mm-hmm. potentially. Okay, there's probably someone out there that's like, I don't have any comfort. And I'm so sorry. I don't want that for anybody. I don't. But I do believe that through discipline, we are able to achieve some seriously awesome stuff. And that's where, that's where you know, I don't know if that answers your question or not, but I do not want our kids to see me as an example of health and fitness that they need to perfectly. But I think they're gonna do it better than I am, right? It's gonna be more effortless for them. Mm-hmm. For me, it's been a lot of effort because there are some things some some habits that I've had to break.
0: I think for me having daughters specifically, I actually think it's really important for me to model health and and fitness for them because I didn't grow up with a mom who like worked out and exercised. I didn't even know what that looked like. Mm-hmm. And so this is like new for me and it, it, our kids see me like working out and pushing myself and and being careful about my food but still enjoying food gosh i enjoy food so much i never say words like oh, i shouldn't eat that or this is gonna mm-hmm. i don't use any of that language ever and um I-, I think maybe i'm realizing now you being the pillar for self-discipline in all areas of life not just food and fitness is really consistent and helpful for our kids and me modeling what it actually looks like in a female body as someone who wants to like be healthy and have healthy pregnancies and children and, and reproduce. And like, I want that for our kids someday. I I should be the model for that. And maybe that's a different conversation of like, you know, let's get, let's get mothers on board here too. But awesome. I, I think that's all that's all really great.
1: So if you're listening to this, if this is something that you also resonate with, we want to bring you into the conversation. And the way we're going to do that is when this episode drops, we're going to put up a Instagram post. And or a YouTube video, both of which you can comment and plug in questions that you have that as we continue doing more interviews like this, we will utilize those questions to make sure we try to get to the bottom of this. Um, I think it's a real opportunity. I think there is a lot of power that can be had from a ship that has everybody rowing in the same direction.
0: You know how Dave Ramsey has his show with his daughter where people call in and give them their their financial situation yeah. and ask for advice? Not saying Joey and I have it all figured out, but this feels like a moment where we can hear other people's situations and like work with them and think, ooh, that's an interesting challenge. Let's put our brains together and figure it out. It's kind of like what I'm picturing. I dig
1: here. it. So hey, give us, give us your scenarios. Let us walk through them. We'd love to talk about it on air and see if there's ways that we can help you. Also, if there's ways that you can send us questions that we would then ask other people that would help you. Mm, yeah. Uh, that's what we're looking for. So, totally. hey, you know the drill. If you've if you've made it this far into the episode and or the podcast, if you listen to other podcasts, you know we've got things going on. We sell nutrition curriculum for kids and for adults, homegrowneducation.org. Find those books and resources and such on there. We sell products. ShopTheH.com, Hazelmeyer Goods. We've got everything from coffee to tea to body and dish soap to sourdough products. We have so much stuff going that you got to get on there. ShopTheH.com, get yourself the products that you need and use on a regular basis.
0: There might be a, a uh, mock-up of an upcoming product in the room somewhere if you're watching on YouTube. So,
1: <laughs> there little Easter egg. Little, there you go. little Easter egg. And until next time, that's a wrap.